Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation, brought to you by Tetra Hearing. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where the host and guests discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience as a field, and to share our members' stories. Welcome back, everybody. It is a new year, and for a new year, we got a new episode for you, the podcast. It's 2023 this week. We welcome in UFC Hall of Famer Matt Hughes, an all-around good guy and creator of the Pocket Cross, Sandy Brady, joining us for the first episode of 2023. Welcome to it. We welcome in new partner Sawyer Products. Welcome back, Tetra Hearing. We're going to catch up with Matt Hughes, Sandy Brady. We're going to do all that in 90 seconds. Welcome to the family, Sawyer. 90 seconds. Let's go. Hey, guys. This is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Turkey Call All Access Podcast, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's my great pleasure uh, to welcome in one Sandy Brady and Matt Hughes, both together uh, at Sandy's Place, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, thank you both for setting the time aside uh, this Christmas New Year's week. I hope you both had a, a wonderful and blessed Christmas, and, and thanks so much for inviting us in. Thank you for having us. Uh... Yeah, we got to spend Christmas together and uh, have some fun. And it was just simple, nice. But it was cold here in North Carolina. We are not used to uh, below zero temperatures. Right. And power outages just due to that. So uh, made for some interesting um, and uh, cold nights. Yes, I come out here because, as everyone can see, Sandy makes me look like a model. So I just... I'm I'm glad, I'm everywhere everywhere we go. Uh, that that weather uh, that hit everywhere pretty much in the country. The bomb cyclone and then the storm and they named it Elliot and all this 
this fancy weather marketing that the weathermen do now and got everyone pumped up. But it was every bit uh, of a storm. Uh, I was, truth be told, nervous we weren't going to be able to pull this off because up until yesterday, I did not have internet and just got my power back here in New Hampshire uh, where I'm based. And we we lost power for days uh, with the uh, hurricane force winds that came through here. So happy it all worked out. Lights are on and, and we're here together. So thankful for that. He says he's from New Hampshire. He doesn't sound like he's from New. You are not from there. You're a transplant, right? Well, I guess technically. I mean, I, I've grown up here since the mid '80s. Uh, a military brat, real young, and then uh, I spent my military days in the South. Uh, relocated to Ohio for a little bit, and I think by virtue of of my time in the South, uh, my you know when my brain developed before it was 25, you kind of take on these uh, verbal cues of people that you're with in the military, right? And it becomes this this weird conglomeration of everyone. You take a little bit from everyone, not on purpose, by by uh, by choice. Um, and I think my work at the NWTF, just all the volunteers and the people I work with, it's just kind of stay in lockstep, I guess. It's, it's certainly a uh, it's not a put on, but no, New Hampshire is, uh, I'm a native if, if I ever was a native to a state and here I am today. <laughs> sure. doesn't sound like it. Yep. Oh, that's I, a good thing, by the way. I, I, red- I do get that often. And, and I, and I often, uh, jokingly, but seriously say, at least I don't sound like I'm from Massachusetts where I'm not very far from. <laughs> or Maine. I've got some great friends in Maine that we hit uh, at the end of the Turkey season and, uh, they actually sent me books on so I could understand what they're saying. <laughs> it is. It's a weird region up here, right? I mean, you, you just hit three of them in a row. The, the main uh, down east, um, the accent is completely different from that of Massachusetts. And then in Massachusetts, you have three or four different sounding uh, dialects there. Uh, and then in New Hampshire and Vermont, a uh, little bit, but not really. They're kind of just middle of the road and then here i am the the would-be southerner but not really southerner <laughs> so it really messes people up we're grateful to be here today for yes that. sir no it's great and and i'm excited to have the opportunity uh to, to get some time with you guys talk about your story together the friendship that has been built uh and 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 you know reference uh the january february book the article was fantastic article um i hope people in the member in the membership listening audience get a chance to read it if you're not a member always we encourage you to go. You get this fantastic book every two months and you get to read articles like the one we're going to talk about today. Uh, and that is resurrection is a story of resurrection that, that Matt in the, in the text said he felt was an appropriate title for the article. Um, if people don't know Matt Hughes's story, you have a hall of fame UFC, uh, cage MMA fighter was in a terrible accident in 2017, almost killed him. And if I remember right, uh, no internal bodily injuries, all head injury, massive brain trauma injury, uh, 18 days in a coma by the grace of God and hard work and and great genetics. You're back. I would say heavy on the good good genetics and the big man. He has a purpose for me, so I don't know what it is. I wish I could have a cup of coffee with Jesus and talk with him, but he doesn't do that. That uh, no joke gave me chills hearing that. I people often ask if you could ever meet one person, go back in time, who could it be? And everyone fix a sports figure or president. I'm like, that's exactly where I go. If I could have a cup of coffee, I'm with you 100. percent That's fantastic. I don't drink coffee, but I'm neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> right there with you, sir. And it uh, and it was 
It was the pocket cross. So for people that in present day that know Sandy, especially through the NWTF, you're familiar with the pocket crosses that Matt, if for the non-viewing audience, Matt just held it up and folks that may see this here later uh, just held that. And, and, and you folks for the last handful of years have seen those pocket crosses going around. You may not know Sandy made those, but you've definitely seen them on social media, the turkey hunting community and at large. Uh, many people have those. And as the story goes, uh, and I got to know why, uh, the TSA, uh, granted, I've had my run-ins with TSA from my my exercise supplements, always thinking there's something that they're not. And, you know, maybe an errant pocket knife gets through all these things. I understand the the suspicion, but uh, TSA took your pocket cross. I made a mistake. I kept it in my pocket. So I, now I put it in the tray and it goes by perfect, but I had it in my pocket and they said, no, no, no. You can't have that. So I had to give it up. And then my friend who gave it to me, I asked her who gave the puck across so I, I can buy some more. So Sandy, go, go from here. Yeah. So uh, I, I get this Facebook message one day and, and I'm not a fighter fan. I've never watched a fight in my life. You know, when I think of fighting, I think of Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. is who I think of. And I get this message one day. And it's this guy, it says Matt Hughes on Messenger, and it says, uh, my name's Matt Hughes. TSA took my pocket cross. I'd like to buy five or six more. And I said, well, I don't sell them, but I'll gladly send you five or six. Send me your address. Well, right off the bat, we started, quote, arguing through social media because he insisted on paying for them. But I wasn't going to take his money. Now, I told him he could make a donation if he wanted to because I ship them all over the country. Um Long story short, uh, I shipped him five or six, and he kept bugging me for my address. Then one day he caught me, and he said, hey, what size shirt are you? And I don't know that Matt Hughes is a fighter at this time um, at all. And I told him that uh, and at that time, I was, I think, a triple X. You know, I was a big old boy at that time. I was 350 pounds. And um, he says, uh, I'm going to send you some shirts. And I'm thinking. Why is this guy going to send me some shirts? But that's fine. So about three days later, I get this package in the mail and I open it up and it, it says Matt Hughes on the front of it. And I thought, well, this guy's got a huge ego <laughs> on the front of a shirt. And it says world champion. About that time, I get a ding on my messenger. And this is how God works. And I mean, it's just so cool. Uh, and it's Matt and he's saying, can I call you? Well, and, and I'll be honest, I was a little reserved on whether I was going to give him my phone number. And so I gave him my phone number. My phone rings. I answer it. And he starts in. And I will have to say through our friendship, I have watched Matt jump over the moon with the accomplishments that he has made uh, through therapy and his speech, his balance, everything. It's just been truly amazing in the last two years, what I've seen him do. But at that time I had a hard time understanding him and I knew nothing about a train wreck. Mm. So he says, this is Matt Hughes. Well, about that time, my son Dawson Foy walks in the door, the kitchen door, and he's walking in the kitchen right there. And he hears Matt. I'm very hard of hearing. So everything I do is on speakerphone. (laughs) He walks in and he looks at me and he says, that's Matt Hughes. (laughs) And I'm like, how does he know this is Matt Hughes? And I said, who the heck is Matt Hughes? <laughs> he said, dad, that's Matt Hughes. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. 
he's a legend, blah, blah. And I'm thinking somebody's put somebody up to something right here. Long story short, that's where I learned that Matt, um, his former life, he was a fighter. Mm-hmm. And, and so through the traveling pocket cross, uh, a friendship was born and, uh, you know, I, I, the biggest fight of his life, you know, has, has been after this, this train wreck. I mean, he's beat, beat people up all over the country. I still don't understand why people do that. I just don't understand, but that's what he, (laughs) oh, paycheck, paycheck. Okay. I understand that. But, uh, so a friendship was, was born and, um, you know, Matt is a Christian and I'll let him talk about that. But, you know, sometimes when, when you get knocked down, uh, we all often question God's will for us, you know, and, and, uh, you know, part of what we've talked about. I mean, I met Jesus Christ through a liquor bottle and a bag of cocaine. And Mm -hmm. I say that openly because there might be one person out there that might be struggling with that same problem. And, And my biggest thing is never give up never give up and be transparent. So that's the traveling pocket cross story with, with Matt and I, and Matt loves giving them out. And uh, he's going back today to Illinois, um, you know, like <laughs> the Illinois, and he's taken a bunch with him and uh, a friendship's been born. I love this guy, man. I love him like a brother. And I learned so much from him um, every time that I'm around him. You know, he's a friend, he's humble. Um, and, and he loves and has a heart to help others. So, uh, yeah, that's traveling pocket cross on how we met. I, I can only, only guess the big man had me up the train. So I can show other people that that had a stroke or an accident. Life goes on. I, I will tell you, I mean, it is I mean, the whole thing is remarkable, right? I mean, this if you're not if you're hearing this, you're not getting chills. Check your pulse and, and pause this. Rewind it. Start from the beginning. and Listen, Um. This morning, right before I came on here with you guys, I had uh, some nice moment of, of tranquility and quiet uh, before the kids got up. They're off this the school week and all that. And before my wife got up, got up, did my workout super early in the morning. So I had this time, lit the fire, and I'm, I'm reading this book um, about Father um, Delp, who was uh, a German uh, Catholic priest. And during World War II, was put in a concentration camp. And these are the homilies and the services he wrote down, scribed on little tiny pads of paper and smuggled out in his laundry to get to the people. Right. And in some of the first bit of this book, these Advent sermons. So this is all about the Advent season and what Advent is about. There's it was so profound to me. And it was Father Dell talks about candles and and candle the light of Christ and and, and the light that, that we we all strive to be and what a candle does is it sacrifices itself to give the light its own substance a candle will burn out so it gives the light and i find that to be such a, an amazing connection here because you obviously didn't put yourself in front of a train on purpose but because of that your experience giving of yourself, you are a light and your connection to Sandy and the new friendship that is born out of this is, is an, an outstanding light for people. And it, Sandy just openly tests testified to his weaknesses in the past and, and the strength that he draws on 
because of that. If not going through those trials and tribulations through that 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 dark period, would you have ever gotten to the point you're at? And likewise for Matt, it, it's a it's a terrible thing to have to rectify that and, and come to an understanding of that. But you're here, like you said, for a purpose. You're on the other side of it, getting better. And what's uh, for me, it's such a gift. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's that's how my heart feels about it. And 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 I just felt it was such an appropriate thing for me this morning to read those words, think on that about the candle, and then set up to talk to you guys. Uh, I, I I hope I can be a candle because as Sandy tells you, he I don't care so much about, about myself. I I want to I want to help other people. Yeah. And that's the candle. Yeah. Fred, you, you touched on something right there. And and so, so Matt, and I don't want to talk. This is this is about Matt today. And and Matt had asked me to be together with him. Uh, and people want to hear Matt. And, and your speech makes no difference on this. Now, we're going to sing to him here in a little while. That's something we discovered not too long ago. <laughs> but, you know, you talked about being hit by the train. And, and that's something we've talked about. And. There has been rumors. Out. I mean, you got to realize we're talking to a legend that is world famous. OK, and and I don't know him as that. I know him as my brother in Christ that is helping me to be a, become a better person. But there was speculation. There are rumors. There are people writing articles saying that you, you were trying to commit suicide. And, and so I want you to tell Fred, I want you to tell the people that are watching. Can you tell them about what you remember? Right up before that to clear that up. Just to be clear, clear the crossing is at a table angle. So when you turn around and look down the tracks, all you see is the passenger headrest and the pillar between the front and back door. So there's a table blind spot. So the, the driver of the train said, I come up, I paused, and then I kept going, which tells me I come up, I look. I didn't see anything and, and kept going. So the suicide doesn't stop the problem. It puts it on someone else. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not a suicide guy. Because if I, I commit suicide, I think others will think it, it's cool. So I would never do that because uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm a good person and don't want other people to do to do the, the same thing. Nor do I want to put that pressure on. Uh, on my 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 best friends, so yeah, no doubt. So silly, but it was a total blind spot. So mm. that's why why I, I was I was hit. Yeah, and, and the article talks about that. You guys are reading the the book here uh, this this month in February's book, and it goes into the details of, of just what Matt just said. Um, just an unfortunate blind spot of just everything lined right up, and I'll. Uh, but Fred, you just said something, an unfortunate blind spot, but we all that everything happens is God's exactly everything right. Everything in this world that happens is God's will. And sometimes we don't understand God's will and we don't like God's will. But when you start to have that relationship with God, we understand that, that we have to abide by that. Matt's known as a UFC fighter to, to so many people around the world. Matt's work on this earth, his best work on this earth has not happened. Mm -hmm. He has he has been given a platform 
that people will listen, that he can help and encourage and help those that are struggling. Because we talk about it every day. Every single one of us out here, we we all have something that we're going through. We have a struggle, you know, that's out there and, and we can all strive to do better. And some days are better than others. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's no doubt about that. And so to bring this full circle with the accident talk and, and go into more lighthearted uh, banter, this is the truck, the cross, Sandy and Matt all come together. And inevitably what happens is a turkey hunt ensues. And Matt yeah. has had, for those of you, again, unfamiliar, just kind of filling in the blanks here. Matt's no stranger to hunting. He had three different outdoor television shows at one point. Mundo. I know it's said correct, Mundo. I just remember Fonzie used to say correct, Mundo. I shouldn't have to Mundo. Perfect. <laughs> and, and the people that had the article, guys, put it in the bathroom when, when you're you have a man by yourself to read it and, and you're bored to death. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a good one. So no stranger to hunting, big game hunting, traveled across to, to Africa hunting. So it's in his, it's in his genes, it's in his blood, but never turkey hunt until Sandy Brady. Well, actually let, let's go back. It's more of to the NWTF because, uh, NWTF has, yes. has become a part of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget. I broke down crying. Matt Lindler was in charge of all the awards, and they've made a change. And I sat in his office, and he gave me a chance to do awards for the for the Grand Nationals. And and I broke down crying because I, I, I just things were happening, and I didn't know why. I didn't know what God's will was at the time. But long story short, so I do the awards. Uh, I've been blessed by the National Wild Turkey Federation. I'm very proud to say that I'm a vendor and and I'm able to create some things with them. Um, We're one big family. Sometimes we argue with one another, but we're one big family Mm -hmm. that all come together. But that's what a family does. Sometimes there's a a little bigger in backboard. That's exactly right. And uh, so Matt um, came to the Grand Nationals. Right there and stayed, and, and I mean, he was an instant hit. And, and that first night, we went out to eat, and um, he didn't know anybody that was there, but uh, it's his kind of – and that's what he turned to me. He said, Sandy, he said, these are my kind of people. Mm. They're some of the nicest people in the world. And and Matt is also the KT team, uh, which so many people out there know who they are, and they help uh, – disabled hunters and quadruplet Jason Beard and Carrie Tail that started all that. And, you know, Carrie said, he said, man, let's, let's get Matt back into hunting. And, and I said, yeah, let's, let's see what we can do. And I'll be honest with you. At first you weren't really, you, you had that reservation about it because he had not shot a gun. Mm-hmm. He hadn't done anything. So there was a little bit of fear from Matt Hughes, guy that was fearless of getting back into the hunting and shooting that shooting a gun. And, uh, you know, we, we set it up and came to North Carolina and boy, what an all-star crew we had. The, the, the whole team was awesome. Then this guy gives me a gun that shoots too slow. <laughs> so I'm more calling and taking people. I'm not a guy that taking people and I, you know, I know what my gun will do. And I give, <laughs> My gun and it's set up with TSS. And wouldn't you know it, after 12 years, I hadn't had any problem whatsoever. 
And I don't know if it got hit the night before or Matt was trying to wrestle with it or something like that. But <laughs> trying to blame it on me. <laughs> we we're very blessed that we 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 get on birds that first morning and we've got uh, on this hunt, we've got Matt Stewart from the NWTF who's writing the article. We've got Kimmy Hanks, three-time D.D. Adams Award uh, winning call maker who lives two miles, one of my best friends. Every single traveling pocket cross, by the way, is made at his or, or cut, I should say, at his little shop. Mm. I've got my own saw. I don't change it up. I don't go to my shop and cut the crosses. I cut them at his, call him, and, I, and he said, I'll leave the door unlocked. And he's always made that happen. That's just his way of contributing. Uh, so with with that being said, we got Carrie Terrell. Talk, tell him tell him what you talked about, Carrie, and how good he was and all that, and talking to the turkeys. I, throughout my hunting, I've hunted all around the world, and I I never tried to speak the language because that's the there's a language for a reason. So I was in there, and and Carrie was there. He's talking to these birds, and I just can't believe he's not a turkey. He he is a turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got Kerry, and I'm, I may not quote this correctly, but I think he's got something like ten or fifteen grand national and world calling titles. But here's the thing about it: is Kerry's not a stage caller. That man is a hunter. Mm. He knows. What he's saying to that turkey, he knows what that turkey's saying back to him. And, I mean, he did some stuff that morning uh, on that wing bone and, and that trumpet call. I think Mark Prudham had made him this call. And, I mean, every time that bird would respond, it gave him something a little bit different. And we watched this bird come 600 yards across a pasture. And he was a little hesitant. But he came the whole way. And Kimmy Hanks is right behind. He's a great cameraman. Uh, Kimmy likes to be behind the scenes. And he's got all this footage. And, and it's coming in there. And the bird's at 30 yards. And, of course, we're shooting TSS. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the days of let him get it 20 yards, you know, and shoot him because you pattern. So uh, I think Kimmy told you to shoot it. Now tell him what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I shoot and sh- I shoot low, but... I've always been. I want I, when I hunt a deer, I will shoot in the shoulder because I want that deer to, to fall right there. I don't want to drag him. And little moment I shoot, and this turkey flies away. <laughs> right then, I, I'm not. I'm not happy. And so it goes uh, probably 20 yards away from us. 100, 100 yards for sure. Oh no, no! It it flew 300 yards. It flew 300 yards down. And so I'm watching this bird fly away. I'm saying, bye-bye, because I'm never going to see this bird again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and I, so. And right then, I'm 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 very sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and Matt's a guy that he wears his emotions. I mean, you know when he's happy, you know when he's sad, you know when he's tired. Uh, and we're all there, and, and we're all like, Wow, what just happened? There's not a turkey hunter watching this right now that sits there and gets up and says, Whoa, I missed a turkey, yeah, you yeah. know. That. But what was so cool is you take an outdoorsman like Carrie Terrell, he watched that bird and he saw that Matt had cut his feet. And when the bird took off flying, his feet were dangling down. Now, I'm, I've, I've been at this game for a long time and I'm sitting right there 30 yards back away and I see the same thing. 
And I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. We would, if I'd have been there and carry what we would not have found that bird. Mm. Bird flies down 300 yards, goes over in some big oaks. Carrie comes out and and we're over there trying to console Matt. Say, hey man, it happens. We'll try to go get on another one. Where deep down inside, I'll be honest with you, I'm thinking, golly, that couldn't have been any more perfect. It was the ultimate hunt of of everything. And uh, Carrie takes off walking down Gravel Road in that direction. And then Tom Berry, one of our wildlife commissioners that got us permission to be on this piece of property, goes with him. They're gone for. 15 minutes or so and uh then tell them tell them about that feeling so i see two guys walking back and one guy is carrying a bird i'm i'm still thinking there's no way that's my bird i thought they went and shot on the bird i didn't hear they found a dead one but i thought i was so convinced that bird was gone i didn't think it was mine so when they come up and said this is your bird i was i was you when they when the feet were sitting there yeah, dangling yeah. though you you and we're talking it was a stud of a bird mm. we're talking one of those four and a half five year old birds mm. I mean it was a heavy bird and uh, cool story to that so I mean turkey hunting as we all know it and you learned this and and you're hooked now we were we're talking while he's been here the last couple of days on on some of the hunts we're going to do turkey hunting can be the highest of highs and the lowest of lows absolutely. And I hit both of those. You hit, hit both, both of those. <laughs> Mark that went over the moon uh, because of that never give up attitude from KT and going after that bird. And by the grace of God, the only reason he found that bird, he said that he noticed that the feet were cut out for me. He said, so I know that he couldn't light on a limb, but he was going to attempt to. Mm. He was exactly right. He tried to light on a limb and he fell down the way that he found this bird. And to hear Carrie Terra, I mean, it just gives you chills. There were a bunch of jakes that apparently saw the bird fly or, or fall from the oak. And they were over there jumping on, fighting the gobbler. And he heard that and went through the woods in this little broom straw field. And there they were. He said literally could almost caught the Jakes. That's how close he got up because they were so focused on him. And there's Matt's bird. That bird was meant for Matt Hughes. Oh, for sure. And with a, with an assist from, from a pack of Jakes, which normally we want to push away, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and the whole, whole team we assembled is, is, you can't get a better team than we had. No, you you really couldn't. The camaraderie, the fellowship, um, it, it it happens. You know, the guys and gals that are out there watching right now. I mean, turkey hunting is, uh, it's a, to me, it's a fellowship hunt. You know, and, oh, and and it might be with one hunter and God that day, but it's a special time in the woods. And you know, one of the cool things, Matt, is you know, through your fighting, through hunting shows and all that kind of stuff. This was your first turkey hunt and it was textbook until we shot low, but then you got to feel that exhilaration and come back. But the biggest thing is in five and a half years, you hadn't hunted, mm -hmm. you know, something that you love to do. And so now 
Matt Hughes is back out there, you know, doing some hunting. And that guy, I could not get him to go duck hunting with me this morning. He said, no, I'm not doing it. too cold. Um, too cold. Too cold. Too yeah, too cold and too early. Two things I don't do. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so Matt, Matt got that bird and um, it was a special hunt. I've, I've literally, I don't know. I've seen a lot of birds uh, taken, and I think I've been after them since 19. I killed my first bird in 1973. I was six years old. Mm. And die hard ever since and, and love it as much today as ever. And now we got Matt hooked on it. And, uh, mm. you know, there's a there's a great video. In fact, Fred, I know when you're editing, I need to send you this video. Um of Matt actually doing his, his vocal calls on his own. So I'll send that to you Perfect. in here. You'll get it. But we, we laugh and cry and have a good time. Just so you know, we're sitting at the base of a tree and I'm, I'm kind of bored. And <laughs> if I'm bored, I'm probably going to do silly things. So I did, I did silly things. Yeah. That, that was, that was a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was that, that was that turkey hunt right there. And, uh, so Matt was resurrected in the hunting world. That's fantastic. Through, through Wild Turkey Federation and, and getting back out there and overcoming obstacles at that time that he didn't really, like I said, Matt had some fear. Yeah. Matt had some fear. So it, it, uh, it took standing up to that fear to get back out there. He could have just as easy said, no, we're not going to sure. do this. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. All right, folks, we're back uh, with Matt Hughes and Sandy Brady right before the the break. Uh, Sandy kind of teed us up there talking about his first turkey uh, being harvested in 1973. 
Matt's birth year, 1973. And oh, by the way, the NWTF founded 1973 this year in Nashville, the 15th through the 19th. We are going to kick off an entire year celebration of 50 years of the National Wild Turkey Federation. And while we're at it, we're going to celebrate Matt's 50th year. And we're going to celebrate Sandy's 50th year anniversary of his first turkey. It's a great way to set us up talking about uh, Nashville this year. We're looking forward to, to seeing you both, as I understand it. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And your first experience, Matt, was last year through the invite uh, from Sandy. Uh, you kind of talk about it in the article. Tell me, what was that first impression like walking into the Gaylord and seeing all these turkey heads on that show floor and throughout the entirety of the Opryland? The problem is I don't need to spend more money, so I don't need another hobby. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all the stuff I want to to get done with my turkey and knowing ching 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 (laughs) it's easy to do real easy to do especially on that show floor us poor people we don't have that much money so i just could be very careful about everything (laughs) now it was did you find it to be overwhelming or just was it like wow i never knew this existed and, and how fantastic is this uh i i i never i never knew knew it existed Mm. but it's a cool thing. Yeah. And I look around his Sandy's house and I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that. <laughs> now, Sandy, uh, again, for the listening audience, a lot of you know Sandy through his work, like he said earlier in the show uh, about his beautiful uh, awards and carvings. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy. I think the first exposure most of us had to you was the turkey prayer that was in the core package when I was an RD um, before I switched jobs. Um so everyone knows that, but I think a lot of people may not be familiar. Sandy's been at this TV game for a long time, teaming up with Tom Miranda, and has been in the industry for a long time. So to that point, what makes NWTF so special? And I know the answer, what sets the convention aside from all the other industry shows. But, you know, what? talk about your experiences. And, and I think you alluded to it a little earlier, talking about it being family. And I want to hear your take on it. So, uh, yeah, I... I killed my first turkey with my dad when I was six years old, and there was very few turkeys in North Carolina. And I can remember uh, I killed a turkey in Rockingham County that year. My father did. And then a gentleman who was a call maker here by the name of Jay Van Sharp. That was in 1973. And, and my dad joined the National Wild Turkey Federation that year. So I grew up watching the Turkey Federation. And then you know, as I grew up, I always loved doing it. and uh, after high school, I went to college for a little bit, long story short, that was not for me. Uh, that was one of my trials and tribulations. Then I met up with Tom Miranda, uh, out in South Dakota. He was a government trapper. He was doing trapping videos. We became very close friends and, you know, you got two guys now. I can't call Tom a redneck, although he's got a little redneck blood in him, <laughs> but me, North Carolina, long story short, we started doing instructional how to hunting videos. And this was before what it is out there today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a blessing to do this and to be able to travel across the country. Now there were a couple of times we do the NWTF show and we were, and still are, let me just say that nobody's in the industry, but in the deer hunting world, we were starting to grow a little bit because everything that we did was archery. We Mm -hmm. did a couple of instructional how-to videos and worked with some of the, the turkey guys um, that were out there. 
one thing led to another. And, and we started doing television with WGN sports channel America It led to ESPN. And I get, I get this question a lot, you know, whatever happened to you, Sandy on, on the TV thing with Tom Miranda and, you know, a lot of your old timers recognize that. And, and the bottom line is I became an alcoholic mm. and I became a drug addict and, and, uh, Tom had to fire me. Mm. And day I look back to that and by the grace of God that happened because I would be dead if it hadn't. And yes, we are still friends and, and everything happens for a reason. Back to your original question of the Turkey Federation, my passion and my heart, I, I would rather, if you told me I'd go kill a 250 inch whitetail right now, but I couldn't turkey hunt this spring, you can have those whitetails. At Turkey, it's one-on-one. It's the challenge. It's the camaraderie. And, and the reason that we have these turkeys is because of the NWTF and the volunteers. Yes. The volunteers that make up the NWTF. And everything else in this world is changing. That organization is changing. It has to, to keep up with everything. But uh, I get asked all the time, what do I think of the NWTF from the old timers? And I think, Man, you ain't seen nothing yet. You just wait. The growth. We got bigger challenges in front of us on the conservation end. Mm -hmm. But um, I love the NWTF. I love the people. I got some of the greatest friends in the world that live in different states that we are connected by a turkey that has a beard and gobbles. Unbelievable. It's a common theme throughout our community. And at this point, it feels very cliche for me to say, because I say it so often when I, when I have guests on the show, but really trying to press upon a, a new audience, right? And then you talked about the evolution of the, of the organization and, and really trying to reach out to other people that the people in that 80%, right? We know we have our committed family and people are going to show up every spring and show up to Nashville. We want, we want to bring more people in and expose them. Like what, what's happened with Matt? It's it's exactly. it's a fantastic story. We want to bring kids in, expose them what we're doing, and give them give them be that conduit to the outdoors and away from iPads and and Nintendos and all that junk, which has its place. I'm not going to say I'm totally anti that, but with balance, right? So the, the 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 cliche I'm getting to is I've always said it like I can pick the phone up in New Hampshire and call someone in Oregon that I've never met, maybe seen them on social, and say, "Hey, I'm trying to find a turkey in Oregon. You want to come to New Hampshire and." Because of that association, because of that mark, that NWTF logo and that association, that membership, I know that's a good person. 9.999% out of 10. I'm going to go hang out with that person and vice versa. They're going to be welcomed into my home because it's like it's like the UL branding. It's like it's a seal of approval. Like you are good people. You are family and you're welcome into my home and, and, and vice versa. And I love that you said it because it's not just me saying it all the time, but so often I hear it uncoached and un unasked for. So thank you for saying that. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's how hey, that's how ninety eight percent of us mm. feel out there. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to start debates. That would be real be be real easy to do. But you know what? We are our own worst enemy. It's not the outside that's going to bring us down. It's the inside of the guys that want to be negative and not encouraging and stop and take a look at things. It'll bring us down, but we're going to grow. We are growing. Yeah, no doubt. And, and we're seeing that growth and, and so many people 
um, again, like Matt's situation in their late 40s coming to this and they have this experience in the spring with a volunteer, with a mentor. Maybe the state agency has a mentor program through a widow opportunity, a women to hunt. And they're like, I can't believe I've never done this. And and Matt, your story lines right up with this. You don't need another hobby. You don't need another expense. But by God, you got one. And we're glad to have you. And it, what does spring 23 look like for you? What, what do you got in your plans? Yeah, yeah it depends on my <laughs> knows hunting property. So. So, so, here, so here's something, you know, Matt kind of looks to me. Um, you know, to help on that. He's all, he's all for it. So, uh, so Fred, now I'm going to throw something your way. And this is happening right now as we're talking, Matt's all about hunting. There's a lot of guys out there in the church federation that would love to spend a couple of days with Matt. Why don't we try to put something together on your end where we can get somebody out there, a kid, a father, where we can get them together and we hunt a couple of days with Matt and spend some time. Uh, I, I'm a, a big kid fan, so if we can do that and bring a kid and do hunting turkeys, so he can be like me. You're gonna call for him, right? <laughs> he, he's got his video. It's got it's silly, but he, he he'll show it to you in a bit. <laughs> so well, I know that's all. That's not something that we've discussed at all. No, I, I'm I'm playing this oh. out in my head. My 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 old RD cap is going on. Okay, it's just a fundraising component where we can flesh out the details. But so what you're offering is a, is a hunt. Say it again. Do whatever you want to with it to benefit a kid and the NWTF. Very good. So we're offering a a hunt where we can spend two days. Um, Hunting with Matt, and uh, however it can benefit someone out there. Very good. It's, it's uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for helping people. So if we can get someone to in hunting a, a hobby, and also maybe I get get some barbecue. So I'm a yeah. He's, he's a big barbecue. <laughs> Everywhere we go, it's like we got you know, it's not a steakhouse or anything like that. We got to find the biggest barbecue dump wherever because they got the best barbecue they, they really do so uh, I, i'm not a barbecue connoisseur but i'll ask are you like a a southeastern barbecue guy a texas barbecue or are you a illinois barbecue they're all different you know they're but I, I, when i go to some place i want, want to eat their food so i'm whatever place is that's, <laughs> you're trying that's the local fare awesome now that's great uh new england it's a seafood destination. I think we got some people that can sling some barbecue, but I don't think we're certainly known for it. But if you come up here, we'll find you. I got a dang good couple barbecue joints within five minutes of my house. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the coordinates. So, you know, that might be an invitation to do this hunt. You guys got a ton of birds in New Hampshire, too, don't you? Man, I'll tell you, as you found out last year, I believe you hunted with my my brother, my very dear friend, uh, Carter Heath, who is the regional director uh, here uh, in New England. And uh, I think you probably saw it firsthand. Uh, New England, uh, New Hampshire, Maine specifically are destination states for the turkey, the traveling turkey hunter. Uh, we got the birds. We got the opportunity. And what's really unique, uh, especially now as we're, as the country and, and hunting and land use rules evolve, uh, not necessarily in a great way. Uh, we still celebrate a land use tradition here that goes back to our founding, that, that colonial land sharing tradition where if it's not posted, uh, you can legally play on it. 
And that's a wonderful resource for us, especially, you know, these smaller states. I think New Hampshire boasts some of the most public land per capita, given our size. Unfortunately, most of that's in the White Mountains. So unless you're willing to put your hiking boots on and, and get up after some Granite State gobblers on top of granite, that can be a challenging hunt. But yeah, we got the birds. We've got the opportunity. Um, and then Maine, it's an all day hunt. Yeah. So I think that uh, as we evolve with whatever's going to be put together, what do you think about headed up north towards the end of the season there and uh, putting this up? See, that way you get to hang out with a bearded Fred Bird. Yeah, yes. And I want to shoot my next turkey in a different state. Is there a contest to see how we can get all, all the same? So actually, you know, and that's something that so there's there's the Grand Slam, the Royal Slam and the World Slam. And uh you're you've got your eastern bird so there's three other species in the united states that you can get to get your grand slam um and then in mexico you get your golds uh and then also in mexico you can get the oscillated so that's the world slam so do you think you might be up for something I, like that I, i'm a champs guy so my dad when i was a kid if we want one wanted me to do something he said i couldn't do it so Tell me I can't do it. I'm gonna show you. You, I, I will. They said I couldn't win a award over title, so I didn't. I won. I won nine. Yeah, <laughs> that's nine. awesome. Yeah, we we were talking. You know, we were talking. Uh, we were at a thing the other night, and the great thing about Matt is we go places. Um, just about anywhere you go, there's people out there that recognize Matt, and I had no idea. I'd never watched a fight, so I I wouldn't have recognized him. Um, but they and how he handles these, but he loves on it and he loves his fans. He truly does. And he'll always sit there and tell me, he said, that guy right there helped pay my paycheck mm. and appreciate him, you know, and, and it, it's not one of those things when you walk away and it's like, but he, he appreciates him. That's a rarity in celebrity, a, right? We're talking. I told him how humble he is this morning and, and, uh, you know, it just, Good stuff. You don't find too many legends yeah. out there. Um, and of course, you know, the fighting was one thing, but the train wreck was the biggest fight of his life. Yeah, no doubt. It, so, uh, truth be told, man, I mean, I, I heard the whispers and the, the rumors spread like wildfire. Matt Hughes on the floor. Matt Hughes is on the show floor last year at convention. And I was doing this, you know, the podcast because we do that as a feature uh, interviewing folks and. I, I tried sending minions out to find you and say, let's see if we can scoop him up and bring him over to the microphone. But this year we will, we'll make sure we carve out some time for you and Sandy to come over to the podcast booth and uh, we can cut it up and, and talk about our plans that will be finalized by then for a Northeast kids hunt. Seen that we're going to be able to do, uh, is it Kata? Kata Heath? Kata. I, yeah, all Kata. Yeah, so, so I think that would be in a car. You can't understand anything he says. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you put something together All right. up there in Carter's neck of the woods, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll make something happen that'll be a memory for Matt and a kid and a dad or a mom or whatever that just uh, would be awful, awesome, awesome, and try to help out the NWTF. That's, and it's um, that's beautiful, and and what a you know appropriate time of the year to to kind of put this together. What a gift it really is. Truly. I don't mean to be uh, overstating it, but that is, you know, Merry Christmas. That's fantastic. That's really yep. great. Thank you all for that. Um, before we leave, I got to clear it up. Did you choke someone out last year in the booth? Yeah. 
Not me. He. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm pointing the map, but the, the the listening audience can't hear that. You choked him out because he said you couldn't do it, right? <laughs> you remember this? Yeah. So we were at the KT team. I, 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 choke, I choke a lot of people. So I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so there was a guy, and there's always that guy. Yeah. And he saw signing autographs at the KT team booth. Um, and there was a guy that, that came up and he begged Matt. I mean, almost to the point that it was pain in the rear end. Um, and you know, choke me. I don't believe you can choke me out. No, and finally Matt just well, come here. And 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 just like two seconds, I mean, the guy fell out and went through and fell at the other booth and then when he came up he said told you, <laughs> you know? play play stupid games win stupid prizes right i feel like there's a t-shirt still there still got it he just said one thing about it i still know how to to, to choke somebody Heck he yeah, man. other day about about still fighting you know uh his his drive is he can still and i'm not saying that he can't i just don't think it would be very smart after going through a traumatic brain injury uh, in the recovery process of getting back in that ring. And I know that there's a – does he look at him? He's smiling. <laughs> yeah, I but I, oh, no. Um, He's going to get you. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, he, that's his drive. He's way too close to tell me I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say he can't do it. I'm going to say that I, I do everything I could to not allow him mm. to do it. Uh, because of what you've been through with your brain injury, you don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he still loves the fight. Mm. Well, that's, that's certainly evident in, in your recovery and your passion, your newfound passion for turkey hunting. Uh, we're so glad to have you in our family. I'm glad that the Lord worked in the way he did to connect the both of you. Uh, and, and whether you know it or not, you've become a, an ambassador to, to our community. Uh, and I think the work that lies ahead of you, that you're heading down this path, you still don't know what's to unravel here, but uh, I suspect it's all good things. And with a, with a divine hand at your back supporting you, um, I, I think you stand to change some lives and inspire people, uh, more than you ever have. And, and we're thankful for it and, and welcome. Thank you for being a part of our family. Yeah, it's funny. And let's just guess I'm gonna say it was just a train. So that that's all it was. <laughs> what was it? Hit by train. I know I've got the best excuse now. Hit by train. Only <laughs> the largest moving thing in my state. <laughs> so Matt, you got an you got an opportunity to tell three million five hundred people out there right now. Isn't that right? Four million people, whatever it is. We're getting ready to sign off. Tell them what you think. Tell them you love them. Uh, I, I love you guys. And if if someone wants to hunt with me, a turkey, holy, a kid for, for the person, I want to be there. It's awesome. So he can set it up. And just if you ever want something for me, I I, I love helping people. So let, let me know, know how I, I can help people. It's fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you again so much. Matt, safe travels back home. Uh, safe travels to, to Nashville, gentlemen. We look forward to seeing you on the on site there, and uh, I'll be in touch to 
square away logistics as far as the podcast go, and then we can connect uh, and put the bow on this would be Northeast uh, Jake's turkey hunt or kids turkey hunt, right? So uh, I'll be in Nashville. So where am I going to be at? What what booth? Um, we're going to be around. You're going to be doing awards and everything. We're going to go by the Hank's Game Calls booth, the KT booth. We're going to walk around and just love on everybody. So, so come there, so so I can meet you because. My, my fans wrote my paycheck, so I, I love all my fans because it's because um, I I was able to be retired before I was hit, hit by by the train. It's fantastic. Well, we'll definitely put the word out and make sure um, people know where to find you, Matt, Sandy. Thank you all so much for your time. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you both in Nashville. Love you, mean it. Thank you. God all bless. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you to Matt and Sandy for their time uh, right there at the holiday, the Christmas break as we were heading into the new year. Uh, I hope you found that conversation inspirational. I certainly did. Um, I look forward to, uh, for those of you that are going to be on site at convention, getting a chance to meet Matt, getting a chance to meet Sandy uh, in person. They will They will be joining us here on the podcast for our live podcast feature that we will have over uh, three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, and you get to, you know, meet these guys and, and be further inspired. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can't listen to that episode and just not be fired up and looking inward and then looking at the things around you and being thankful for, for what you have and what we have. And maybe sometimes things aren't all that bad uh, when you're not getting run over by a train and, <laughs> and having to, you know, recover from that. But as we said in the beginning and throughout the theme was, you know, God works in mysterious ways and, and we don't always know it when we're in it, but definitely when we look back, it's like, ah, there, there it is. And sometimes the, the biggest pains and the most suffering, um, create the biggest rewards. Uh, so I guess it's all a perspective and how you look at it, but Matt and Sandy are doing amazing things and, uh, thanks for their time. As I just said, we are in convention mode here at the NWTF, guys. This is uh, our 50th anniversary birthday year. We are celebrating from here on all the way through the year. And what better way to do that than by joining us in Nashville? I will tell you, hotels are, are booked. There are no more rooms as far as I understand as of this podcast drop. So if you're coming and you need to make your arrangements, I would find a hotel as soon as you can Maybe camp out in your turkey rig if you're a traveling turkey hunter. Uh, that may be an option for you, too. But uh, the the Gaylord, as I understand it, completely sold out. Our overflow hotels uh, are also fairly booked. So uh, get on it. We're not very far away. Uh, I think we're about, uh, shoot, just a month out from when staff and support systems will be arriving in nashville volunteers will be arriving in nashville to help start building the show setting it up and then the doors will open uh not many days from there so make your plans get there we got a great slate of guests on the podcast that'll be uh that'll be showing up that are going to be at convention past guests new guests uh and if you're there like i said the cool thing about that is you get to meet these people. They will be accessible to you. Shake their hand, talk to them, uh, take a picture with them. That's the cool part of, about doing the, the podcast in person. 
Uh, we will post a schedule uh, of, of those guests so you know who's, who's going to be where. We're going to change the location from last year. Last year, we were on the show floor as you went into the, the sports show part of the show. We're going to relocate. For those that have been there in the past, if you are on the bottom floor of the Delta area as you're heading towards the sports show, um, we're going to be in that there is a roll-up window area uh, Ryman C. So if you guys are familiar, it's a there's this big round. It's a round. I don't know what else to call it, but we typically put that hashtag NWTF show block lettering on there. Uh, this year, something else is going to be there. But in that cove, there is a roll up window. There'll be signage. We're going to be there. So you guys can come join us, sit in that lobby, watch an interview or two, meet your your favorite celebrities and uh, and check that out. Um with the new year comes new fundraising opportunities. Do engage locally, folks. Make sure you're heading to nwtf.org. Find an event near you. A lot of the awards and state programs are happening in the month of January, maybe some into February. And then local banquets are, are kicking off. And uh, your support, your attendance, bring a new friend, bring a new member. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff happening for that 50th anniversary year, guys. Uh, everything from the the core package to uh, reaching back in the Wayback Machine, bringing out some old stuff locally. Volunteers are donating from their own personal collection. So you definitely want to get out to an event, check out what they've got, get involved, and uh, and help us celebrate everything that has been built by by our members, by our volunteers over five decades of, of uh, conservation um, and, and preservation of our hunting heritage. Right. So uh, do check that out. As always, for the latest information, latest happenings with our organization, with convention, please follow us socially. All the major platforms, we are there and growing. Uh, I'd encourage you to check out our, our revamped YouTube channel. There are lots of great information there, lots of entertaining uh, movies and shorts and, and uh, videos there. Share that with friends. And then obviously this program. Uh, we ask going into the new year, we'd like to see some good growth here. Um, help share, help spread the word. Share, share this this program with your your friends and family. Subscribe, rate wherever you can. We are on all major podcasting platforms and appreciate your support in 2023. So that's it. Long out again, but lots of information, lots of stuff happening. We look forward to uh, if you're with us last year. We brought you a lot of staff members uh, to brief on items, uh, happenings at convention. We're going to do the same thing again this year. So you guys can look forward to that. Hearing from uh, NWTF leadership, volunteers, people that are going to be running certain uh, events at the at the show. What's different for 2023 with, with the celebration of, of the 50th anniversary and things like that. So stand by uh, more good stuff coming around convention and that, that excitement, that big build. And uh, we'll bring that to you. Thanks for bringing us along in your day or days. If you're splitting this podcast up over a couple days, couple trips to the gym or to work, uh, be safe, take care of each other, love each other. And we will talk very soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.